This is the third and 30 podcast, a coach's podcast where we believe opportunity is everything. My name is Coach Kareem Montepagata, and I'm going alongside my awesome co-host, Coach Jason Chadakaboy, because it feels good to be back. feels good to be back in front of the mic, AirPods, what have you. Um, me and Coach are extremely excited to be back in the studio, in front of the mics, and to get third and 30 back up and running again. And we couldn't be more excited to kick off the 2023 year with an exciting slate of guests, uh, including the one we have today. And we just are looking forward to all the great things coming in the next coming years and to be back together on the mic. Coach, I've missed you. Hope everything's been going well. Uh, tell me tell me something new. What's going on? Well, first I'll say, brother, you know I always miss you. Miss being here with you. It's great to be back. Um, you know, the, the audience gets to hear us and see us now but you know you and i've been in communication now for the last couple of weeks trying to trying to get things restarted for ourselves um you know and the thing i love is the you know you want to talk about what's new boy lots is new since the last time we were on the air um my my, my little dude just turned 16 and he's gonna be driving now that's new um i got anxiety high blood pressure gray hair all from it so <laughs> that was all a package deal, apparently. Um, so no, lot, lots of good stuff. He, he turned 16. My daughter is in another basketball season now. Um, as you and I had spoke previous, we had just concluded a football season. We had another great football season, went eight and two at the varsity level. I think we were 11, one and one at the JV level. Um, so lots of great stuff there. A lot, a lot of really mature development from the kids. And I, and I think that was exciting to experience watching uh, the kids grow and mature through the course of a year, battle through injuries. Um, so that, that was exciting. And work's been jam-packed. 2022 has been a huge year at work. The amount of projects that we have completed, it is unbelievable, uh, the amount of work that's gone into 2022. I'm kind of glad this year's closing out because we've had so much going on. It's been an exciting time. And also, it's a time when we want to just kind of sit back, relish it all for a moment and say, oh, awesome, high fives, fist bumps, big hand claps. And yeah, let's move into next year. Let's get started with the next series of projects. So all that in a nutshell to say it's it's been a great year, lots of development, lots of growth. I'm definitely excited to be back here with you and be learning from these coaches and talking uh, to new people. Uh, we, we have a, a slate of guests already planned. And a lot of them are people that I've never even talked to before. And some of them are people I have talked to, and I can't wait to see what's going on with them. Um, what about you, man? What's new and exciting? I, I, I believe you might have some great information and, and some new, exciting things going on in your life. Yeah, you know, a lot of crazy things going on in, in the life of Coach P. Um, 2022 was a crazy year. I mean, I, I can't even put into words how, how exciting and how um, – just how crazy everything was in 2022. And, and I, I just love how you said what's next, you know, and that's my favorite thing about every about life, you know, is, is what's next. So what now, what I read, I heard something from Tom Hanks recently and it was um, this too shall pass. You think you're mm. hot. You think you're the best. Mm. You think you're on top of the world. This too shall pass. You think everything's in the gutter. You think your life's over. You think you don't have a chance and, and everything's going against you. You have no luck. Everything's going against you. This too shall pass. And I've just really taken that, you know, with, with me lately, uh, especially in 2022. The, the big news is, yeah, I mean, Coach P is now engaged. 
Yes. Um, my lovely fiance, Kendra, uh, you know, she, 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 I don't know why, but she said yes. And <laughs> I, you know, I, I can't even put into words how excited we are. We, you know, it's funny. We came back. We, so we went to Florida. We went to Florida. We, we did Orlando. We did Disney World. We almost celebrated our, our, uh, engagement and when we got back we had a little family gathering and my dad put it great he said you know most people have honeymoons after they get married but these two had a honeymoon before and you know yeah. it, was, it was awesome to get away you know we haven't we haven't gotten away in so long we haven't gotten a chance to be uh to get some time for ourselves and get an actual vacation and things like that so we're extremely blessed excited for a wedding excited for all the things to come in, in the future um you know, we'll, we'll see when the wedding, when the wedding happens, we have lots of planning to do, but exciting. Nonetheless, work is incredible. I, I'm very blessed to do what I do for a living, working with the youth and in, in our community and, and really building up uh, football in this community and also, you know, moving on to other sports too, and, and try to get Northern Colorado really, really booming and hopefully the rest of Colorado. So lots of exciting things, lots of crazy things going on. I mean, I can't, I, it's, it's, it's too easy to say just that I'm blessed, but um, you know, then to also be back here and doing the, doing the podcast, doing third and 30, it's, it's, it's good. And so the, so what now, what mentality, the what's next, the, this too shall pass. It's just, it's really honing in on me. And, and I think, uh, I think it's something we can all take with us a little bit. You know, it's, it's something that, you know, it's, it's don't get, you know, enjoy the moment, but don't get too caught up with what's going on. And there's always, there's always tomorrow. And, and, and that's, that's, that's honestly the most, most thing I'm thankful for um as we move into 2023 and like you said exciting guests guests that you know we we haven't had the the privilege to talk to a ton but have such amazing you know uh credibility and, and a resume and, and and it's 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 awesome and on our first guest uh you know we kick off with a bang and you know we we, we are football guys we are football coaches we are um you know we are those that's our that's our sport but third and third is about a lot more than just football and it's about life and um, today we're bringing in a six-time state champion out of Rocky Mountain High School here in uh, Northern Colorado, Coach Scott Bullock. And man, does this guy have quite the resume when you say six state championships. They actually, you know, me and Coach Chadock were talking recently about how many, you know, did they have, how many did they have in a row, you know, how many, how many did they have, and, and we kind of want to ask more about sustaining success uh, when you win multiple in a row. Coach, they, they had a three-peat. Oh wait, oh wait, oh nine. They had a three peat. And then they won in 2010, 2014, and their most recent one was in 2017. And mind you, they've had multiple close calls in all those years they didn't uh, you know, necessarily win the state championship. So really exciting stuff having Coach Bullock uh, joining us on the podcast. And, you know, without further ado, we'll uh, we'll switch over to that to that conversation with Coach Scott Bullock from Rocky Mountain High School. Joining us now on the third and 30 podcast, we are very excited to welcome six-time state champion of Rocky Mountain High School baseball program here in Northern Colorado, Coach Scott Bullock. Thank you, Coach, so much for joining us today and taking time out of your busy schedule to join us today. Yeah, you bet. Thanks for having me on. Um, I'm excited. I love talking, coaching, baseball, sports, you name it. So, I'm excited to be on. You guys got to tell me a little bit how you came up with the name Third and Thirty. That's a great name. You know, I'm so <laughs> glad you asked that, Coach. So actually, me and 
me and Coach Chaddock were in Nashville, Tennessee for a football coaches convention. And Coach P.J. Fleck was coaching, uh, was doing a presentation. He's the coach of uh, University of Minnesota. Absolutely. And he had, he had something, uh, he was talking about, a, he was showing us a video of fans leaving with two minutes left in the game because their team was pinned back at their own, I don't know, maybe five-yard line, and it was yeah. third and 30. And the you know, fans were leaving the stadium. Our team lost, whatever. And then sure enough, they go down the field. I think they get close to a first down on third and 30, ended up getting a first down um, on fourth down. And then, you know, history has it. And so Love it. I think the, the – it's, 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 so how we took it and what we say at the beginning of every show is um, opportunity is everything. And we just, you know, we really uh, – and that's what third and 30 is, is, you know, when you think you're, you're backed up against the wall – um, you still have an opportunity and you still got to take that and see what you can do with it, no matter how bad it is. So I'm glad Love you asked it. that because, you know, this is Love my first it. show in a, in a while and uh, that, that's where we got the name from. So, yeah. Um, and yeah, I love Coach Fleck, too. Football. I love college football. So he's definitely a guy that's career I have followed. So that, that's awesome. Yeah, Coach Fleck is one that definitely has inspired us. And even the, the row the boat mentality, you know, is yeah. you're, you're, you're rowing with your back face to the goal. But to the future is what he says, but then you're facing the past. Yeah. Um, but you're moving away from the past. And I just, I love his analogies and love his, the way he, we, the way he interprets it. So we were in Nashville. We had no idea we were going to do a podcast. We were kind of talking about it. And after that presentation, we get back to the hotel room and we're like, hey, I think we found ourselves a name for the podcast. And, love and it. here we are. You know? Yeah. Love yeah. it. The best, part, the best part to that is when he made the comment third and 30 and got done telling the story. We just looked across at each other like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. That's it. Yeah. And then, got, awesome. and then of course, got back to the hotel and talked all about it. Yeah. Very good. Very good. Love it. I knew there would be a good story behind it, fellas. <laughs> there is. There is. Well, I, and, um, you know, and it brings us to, to, to bringing on great coaches like yourself. And, um, you know, when, when, we, when I introduce you, I say six state championships. Obviously, that's not something to, 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 to let just slide away. I mean, that is an incredible accomplishment and, and doing it at one school is one thing, you know, you talk about recently the recency bias of, of coach Dave Logan of football, you know, he's got 11 state championships in Colorado throughout three different schools, you know, having six at one school is, is pretty incredible, but I kind of want to start at the beginning with you coach and, and kind of where, where did it all start with you and how did you get into coaching in, in the beginning and kind of what, how did it kind of lead to where you are today? Yeah, you bet. Um, you know, uh, I get I get asked that question a lot, and I don't think there was ever a moment for me where I'd sit down and go, "Okay, what do I want to do for a living?" I think I just knew from <laughs> from an earlier age than I can remember that I was going to be involved in sports some way or another. If I wasn't going to be a big leaguer or in the in the NFL, NBA, whatever, uh, I was going to continue to be in sports one way or another. And I think a lot of that came from, I just came from a family that really enjoyed sports. Uh, my dad put a lot of emphasis on it. I had an older brother um, that I will talk about um, probably a little bit throughout this. So I'm not going to get into it now that was real involved in sports as well. So um, man, it was just such an, it was a natural progression for me. Um, I grew up in Torrington, Wyoming, small town, Wyoming, but in the eighties and nineties, um, Torrington was outstanding. I mean, we were like, uh, like Eaton is now Eaton in Colorado. I mean, yep. 
we won, we won, and we won in everything. And the culture around sports was just awesome in that small community. And um, it it just drew me in. And that was, you know, something that I enjoyed to do, uh, um, enjoyed doing, I should say. And it was it was natural for me. As soon as I got done playing, I was like, okay, where can I start coaching? Because this is what I want to do. That's awesome. You know, I've I've driven through Torrance and Wyoming. It's, I, I love it. I love every time I drive to take that trip to to Mount Rushmore. I'm always trying to stop into Torrance and Wyoming and and Coach Brubaker over at uh, at Poudre High School. I know he talks a lot about Torrance because he played over there. He played basketball over there, so that, yeah. that's awesome. You know, it, it's you know coaching coaching for as for you know as long as you have and the experience that you have. I'm sure there's been tons of of, of ups and downs, and you know the biggest. The biggest thing that we focus on tend to be challenges and how people kind of, you know, get out of that challenge and how they handle those situations. And, and like we mentioned with third and 30, you know, third and 30 itself is a huge, is a huge challenge. And, and, and how do you get out of that? So I want to ask you, you know, in, in your, in your career as a coach, what has been the biggest challenge you faced in your, as your tenure uh, thus far? And it could have something to do that happened outside, not just within the ball field, but outside of the ball field as well. Yeah, absolutely. I th- it's a pretty easy one for me, honestly. You know, a lot of people think when they ask that question, I, again, I've been asked that question before, they think that my, my, I might talk about parents. And to be honest with you, I don't, you know, the parents, I think as long as a coach, you realize, um, and maybe it takes being a parent yourself to realize this, but if you you realize that you just realized how much parents love their children, all right. I think that makes that relationship naturally better because that those kids are important to them and you got to treat their kids with an understanding how important they are. So that's not as big a deal to me. Um, also, I always get, well, you know, kids, are they've changed so much. I don't buy into that either. I think they've changed a little bit. I think each generation is probably a little bit different than the generation in front of it. I think it's probably a little bit softer than the generation in front of it, but that's natural. We were softer than our dads were, you know, I mean, that, that's just something that, that I think has always been involved with sports, but the, the, the biggest challenge for me really is um, trying to do my job the way I want to do it and also be the father and the husband that I want to be. And that, that for me is, is the biggest challenge. Cause I'm a grinder, man. I love it. I love coaching. I love the practice part of it. I love everything about it. And sometimes that is difficult when I also, I want to be home and, and be the best husband I can be. I got 11 year old son that's involved in all sports. You know, I saw coach P out, I was coaching his flag football team. And then I've got an 18-year-old son, too, who is a dual diagnosis, Down syndrome, and autism young man. So he has special needs. And um, it's uh, that balancing act between being the husband, parent I want to be, and the coach I want to be, and still be a grinder in all those things, that, that for me is, that's the challenge. That's the challenge. Coach, that, that's deep. And I'm a father, too. Yeah. And and I appreciate you going to that deep spot with us because I I'm like you I'm a yeah. grinder as well and yeah. it's it's one of those where am I like per, the perfect example for me is in the fall during football season I rarely see my daughter yeah I don't get any time with her she just turned 14 um, this last weekend 
and I get zero time with her. I get a hug at halftime. Yeah. And <laughs> yeah. she'll walk over to the coach's huddle with me at halftime of the game. Yeah. And that's my time. Yeah. Literally, yeah. that's the only time I get on a Friday with her at all. Yeah. Saturday, because she's in sports as well. Yeah. So we're always in opposite places. Um, then as soon as football's over, like literally, I drop everything. Yeah. All my time is with my daughter. Yeah. And, and then I neglect my son during that time. <laughs> so, yeah. however, yeah, my son, my son plays football and right. I, and I actually coach him now at the high school level yeah. in, in football. So, so it's Good really, it, yeah. yeah, it's, it's, it's a different experience. Cause I coached him in youth as, as you're doing now. Yeah. Um, I coached, I coached him in youth and, and seeing that progression now into high school. Um, yeah. So this, this is my first experience coaching my son at the high school level. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. I think for me, you know, a lot of it is, is, you know, I don't hunt. Um, mm -hmm. I don't fish. I golf very, very little. Um, and for, you know, and I always tell my wife too, cause, and she's, I mean, she, obviously she's the, she's the champion in all this because she takes care of so much behind the scenes and allows me to do what I want to do. And, and, um, you know, just, just, uh, follow my passion. But for me, it's like, man, when, when I'm not coaching, I want to dang sure, make sure I'm spending time with my family. Mm -hmm. it, just yeah. like you said. Yeah. I, I really like you mentioning how your, your wife is that champion at home for you that keeps yeah. it all going, keeps it together because, you know, we're the ones on the field that people see making a difference in kids' lives. We yeah. do that because of what we have at home. Yeah, no doubt. No that's, doubt. That's yeah. what makes all the difference in the world. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Coach, I'm I'm dying to know the answer to this question, um, and, and not even so much the answer to this question, the story behind it. Uh -huh. So I spent time in Texas, and I was there for three years. I was in Colorado. I was at Fossil and Pooter uh, yeah. for for a number of years before moving back here to Ohio, where I am now. Right. And you know, for the last ten years, uh, actually, I probably say eight years. For the last eight years, I spent a lot of time in the playoffs. Yeah. And you and I both know. Boy, the deeper and deeper you go, the more exciting it gets and just that huge adrenaline rush and everyone's fired up. And then ultimately when that ride ends, you gotta, it's a big fall down yeah. and you're trying to figure out how to, how to regroup yourself as a coach and yeah. how to recognize those seniors as you're seeing them off to graduation and yeah. then, and then reloading. Cause it's not, I never look at it as rebuilding. If we're doing yeah. things the right way, yeah, we have eighth graders and freshmen and sophomore and juniors coming up. We're reloading every year. We're no not, question. Re we're not yeah. rebuilding. If we're, if we're building a program the right way, which I know you are, cause mm. I followed your baseball program when I was there, yeah. you're doing it the right way. You're building kids and yeah. you're building them for the future. So you're always reloading every year with the, with the, the talent and the maturity mm -hmm. in, of, of a program that has culture. Yeah. Here's, here's what I'm just dying to learn from you. Yeah. because you've done this again and again and again and again and again. And I can't say enough again because it's been like two <laughs> decades. So let's give coach the credit that he's yeah, doing. Yeah, well, this I've is, had some good players. I've been pretty blessed. I can promise you that. Th this has been decades of culture. Yeah. Decades of a maturity and a, and, and a yeah. development of a student athlete, which is not first and foremost, because yeah. we're trying to build winners for life. Yeah. yeah. You've, won, you've won six state championships. And I know you're going to say, Oh, that's good. That's good. We're proud of those accomplishments. We're, we're more proud of the winners we've developed for life. Yes. I know that's no where you're going to go. Yep. Um, but what I am just itching to know it's burning, it's burning inside is 
how do you keep a championship team motivated year after year? So you've just gotten to the pinnacle of your game or maybe, or maybe you've gotten really far in the playoffs. Now you got to re-motivate them again to go chase another championship or to go further the next year. If you got knocked out early, how every year do you reload, avoid the complacency and keep them charging forward for development? How do you do it? Yeah. Well, I, I think for the players, it's easier because, you know, from year to year, you get rid of, like you had mentioned, you know, you can't sign these guys to long-term contracts, right? <laughs> they all they graduate and they move on. And I think with the players, a lot of times you lose that senior class and they're extremely excited to get that ownership that they get as a senior, all right? And once you have that culture in place and you've established that, I think it's pretty natural for them to um, stay excited about it because now they're in a leadership role. If you really teach them servant leadership and they understand leadership, I think they're as every bit as excited about being in that leadership position and teaching the younger kids the culture of the program than as they are about winning another state championship. And really, as you got, you said it, you said it for me and how that happens is for me, the focus has to be your, your number one job is the program in developing a program. Just like you said, my number one job is not winning state championships. I mean, we're going to try like heck every year and it's a lot of fun. All right. But my job is the program, right? Like I said, all the way down through eighth grade, whatever it is, you know, however young you go. For me, that's that's the big part that keeps me moving forward. I think, um, you know, the, the other part of it is, too, like, I love that challenge of, and, and I try to instill this in the players, too. Like, I love that challenge of the fact that you don't get to keep the same team. You have to start over. And baseball's cool. It's different than football because – and, and Coach P knows this because he coached some baseball over at Pooter. As soon as our spring season's over, our seniors, we take, we have our banquet, we love on them, we send them on our way, and we start summer baseball immediately, mm. right? And usually, you know, those first couple weekends of summer baseball, I try to find us the best competition I can find us. And we go out and, and get our backsides handed to us a couple of times. And that kind of helps, re, you know, get, <laughs> gets the mind right, right? You know, gets them set. And But so it, it, I think there's a lot that goes into that question and, and how you stay away from getting complacent. But it's all about leadership, right? So if I can stay motivated and not get complacent, I think it's easy for our players to do the same. Right. I mean, that's what we do. That's what we do. We lead young men. And um, sometimes it's it's more difficult than other times. But um, I, I think that's that, that's just something that that um, that that you 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 get as you, you know, is, is the culture of winning and the expectation of being the best team that we can be every year comes into place. Yeah. You know, the other thing you just touched on, and I know for, for all of us, it's a little bit different yet. There's always a similarity is yeah. What is your motivator? Yeah. Yeah. Um, the kids, man, (laughs) the kids, I, and I, and I love to compete. I do. I, I, I love that part of it. Um, always have, I grew up in a competitive family and 
like I said, I grew up, I was fortunate enough to, to grow up in situations that where we won. And um, so I love to compete. And I think that part of it, along with just, um, you know, the, the new faces, those new guys coming into varsity baseball and them going, okay, coach, man, coach us up. We want to be good too. We mm -hmm. want to be like the team that just graduated. That's exciting, you know, and if it's not exciting for you, you're probably in the wrong business. That's so true. Yeah. 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 As, as a coach, you've definitely, if you're not, if you're not in it to watch the maturation process of student athletes and watch them yeah. develop, then you're not going to find happiness in sports. I, I agree. Yeah. Well said, well said. Yeah. And, and I'm with you coach. I love the competition part. Mm -hmm. And uh, you know, I, a funny one I want to tell you is there was one game that we, we won, we won yeah. the game and had a great time. And it was, it was a, a good convincing win. We didn't have, we didn't get challenged. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was just a good convincing win. Yeah. The next day go in there. Cause I, I was, I'm a varsity wide receiver coach. And then I was coaching the JV offense yeah. uh, the next day on Saturdays yeah. and went in there and that one was easy. Yeah. And we just had a big victory. We, we even got our, our field goal kicker. We got our kicker in the game who was a soccer player. I thought our coach was going to have a heart attack. <laughs> well, I got him in the That's game awesome. as a wide receiver and threw him a screen yeah. pass that he almost broke for a touchdown. That's awesome. Yeah. yeah it, it almost wasn't so awesome for me that when everyone turned to me and said, what are you doing? Yeah. I said, I told Don't you I was going to hurt. Right. Yeah. yeah. But, uh, you know, I'll tell you, um, the next week, yeah. big challenges. And at the varsity level, we ended up losing. Yeah. And at the JV level, we ended up winning at the end of the game when we had to think of every Thursday situation that we go through. We had to think through and coach, yeah. I'm telling you, I loved the competition so much. We had such a great time. An hour after the game, I was ready to pass out. My brain was so exhausted. No, no doubt. I was just ready to pass out. Yeah. So, so I love how, I love how you said the competition piece because yeah. the next day I'm not sore. Yeah. 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 <laughs> the next day I walk around and I'm fine. Yeah. So yeah. that's, that's the piece I love the most is I can yeah. walk the next day. It's not like yeah, when no I play. No doubt. You know, um, it, yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I, and, and what do you say always? I mean, when you, when you win that close hard fought battle, it, the first thing you say as a coach afterwards, after you take that deep breath, you go, man, that was fun. <laughs> that was fun. <laughs> yeah. Right. That's yeah. what you always say. <laughs> Absolutely. It it's fun. It's fun. And it should be fun. That's, that's what sports are. Yeah. It is, it is that if you love the process and you love for us, it's, you got to love the Monday through Thursday. Yeah. And that's, that's when you win for us, for us, we're preparing for Friday night. It's Monday through yeah. Thursday for yeah. you guys. You don't have that for yeah. you guys. It's man, you might be playing on a Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. You might be playing on a, a Tuesday, a Thursday and Friday, yeah. Saturday, Sunday. So for you guys, it's, it's relentless. Yeah. And, but but practice, that's it for the coach, right? I mean, I, I kind of adhere to that that old saying, like practices for coaches, the games are for the players. But, I mean, that's – as a coach, that's where you shine, you know, mm -hmm. really is in practice. That's, I think, the, the the separator between the good coaches and the guys that maybe struggle a little bit. It's not what they do in the game. It's, it's how well they practice and how well – I think they bring, you know, using Coach Fleck, like we talked about earlier, bring the juice, right? Mm -hmm. Bring the juice every practice. You know, and and I and I love how you you said about you know, us us bringing the juice, us having a great time in practice. That's yeah. when we get to shine, build yeah. those player skills. Yeah. And and we know a lot of coaches have learned from you, 
both coaches from other sports watching how you build culture, how you develop a student athlete, and also other baseball coaches who have then worked with you and gotten to move on to do other things as well and impact other programs. Yeah. So you've influenced a lot of people. We're grateful. We're grateful for you, for you to be a part of this with us. And we're so grateful for how you have educated other people to make other coaches better to impact those students, because that's in the end, think about how many people you're touching through those people. No question. And you've had a huge impact. Now I want to flip the table to you though. I want to learn about who is someone that had that impact on you? Who is someone you looked up to as a coach or that you looked up to as a mentor to you to help build you to who you are today? Yeah. And, then, and I, I knew this was coming, and that's why I didn't talk too much about my older brother earlier. But um, 1976, my brother was 14 years old. I would have been six years old. Uh, my brother dove into a little swimming hole, grew up small town. He was out on a buddy's farm, had a little irrigation pond, dove into a little swimming hole and broke his neck. Ended up being a quadriplegic as a 14-year-old. And this was a guy that was a super competitive guy and a a really good athlete through youth sports and middle school sports. And um, once, uh, you know, one, once he was, he was paralyzed and he spent a year here in Denver at the in Craig hospital and ended up coming back home and really dedicated his life to coaching after that, because that was all he had. He was done playing. Even as a 15, 16 year old kid, he was coaching flag football. He was coaching little league baseball and, um, he was, he was definitely my hero. He was a guy, regardless of the adversity that um, life threw at him and, and being in a wheelchair, uh, graduated high school, graduated from University of Wyoming, got, got a degree in PE and hell, same degree as I did, um, did radio for our hometown. If you know anything about small towns, everything's on the radio. And uh, he did radio and um, he he really... He was my mentor. He was the person I looked up to. He was my hero. Um, you know, that same year that that he broke his neck, six months after he broke his neck, my mom passed away. And so I was raised, raised by a single parent. My dad owned electrical business, um, loved sports, super competitive guy too. But a lot of um, my upbringing was kind of, that was put on my brother, who was also in a wheelchair and only 15, 16 years old. And um, he was amazing. He was amazing. So that that's my guy. Um, anytime that that I'm feeling down or uh, I lack a little bit of energy or passion to do what I get to do every day as a coach and an, as an educator, um, I think about that guy. I think about him doing it from a wheelchair and um, just making the most out of the 34 years he lived from that accident to the time he passed away as a 48 year old, he was, he was an amazing guy and really my inspiration. Coach, I appreciate you sharing that. Yeah. I know, I know that's meaningful and that's, that's something that our audience can really take and, and grow with. Yeah. Um, you know, and seeing I, what I love about it is anybody can inspire you. And I think as a society, we need to get better at understanding that. Yeah. Yeah. Well said. Yeah. That's a great inspiration. I, I, I didn't know about, I didn't know about that coach. And I mean, what a, I mean, that's just, uh, it's just, it's, it's a really inspirational story to hear and, and, and what a great person to look up to. Um, you know, I mean, I'm, I just to hear that, you know, just, just it seems like the, his attitude towards life was, was, was very positive. 
and for someone that's you know in a wheelchair and, and doesn't have a choice is it's it's very inspirational you know for all of us that that you know we we have it good and you know for someone in, in a tough position to really have a positive outlook i mean that's just what i strive for is have a positive outlook no matter what and that's i believe i was telling coach uh chadock earlier is, is something about uh i heard from tom hanks the actor and it was this too shall pass and it was if you're on top of the world you think you're awesome uh this too shall pass. you think things are crappy you think things are in the gutter this too shall pass. having that kind of mentality is awesome and and the inspiration to hear um what if I if you don't mind me asking what what did your what did your brother coach what was he was he coaching football or did he coach multiple well, sports? Well, he, he coached he... everything really, um, you know. But he he did he coached he coached like flag football, youth football. Um, never coached at the high school level, but coached little league baseball um, in our hometown back in those days. Once little league was like nine through twelve, and then Babe Ruth was thirteen through fifteen. And he coached Babe Ruth baseball, that age group. He really connected well with like that middle school group, which which is rare, right? That anybody connects with that group. But yeah, that tells you a little more how special he was. But um, he yeah, he uh, and and then also, I mean, as he coached Babe Ruth baseball and, and did all the things that he did, he also um, was the voice of our hometown radio. And substitute Todd, he was never able to hold like a full-time PE job, coaching job at the high school level, um, just because the pressure sores that that people who are quadriplegic, people that are in wheelchairs deal with. And he dealt with, you know, basically his whole life, those pressure sores and just couldn't be in the chair long enough to hold a full-time like teaching position, coaching position, whatever. So he substitute Todd, he did radio, he did things that he could only do, you know, that didn't caught didn't uh didn't uh, um did, he didn't need eight hours for you know or be up for 12 hours he could go he could take a rest go coach flag football for two hours come back take a rest things like that so um but man he was he was an awesome guy i'm glad i was able to share with you guys um his story because uh yeah he's he's special no that we really appreciate you sharing that story coach i mean it's it's uh important for everyone to 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 hear that and for I mean for me I know for coach and and all, all the listeners to to really uh it's an inspiration I mean that's a true inspirational story and and um that's 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 pretty incredible to hear um Thank you. I love that as someone someone you look up to and as a, that's that's not what I was expecting and so it was it was, it was better it was 10 yeah. times better so Thank um you, you know Thank I don't you. want to take up too much more of course coach I don't want to take up too much more of your time coach I got one more question for you and it kind of you know, it, it, it's personal to me uh, because I consider myself a young person and I, I coach for um, I coach football. I coach baseball. Um, you know, currently I'm just uh, managing youth sports, but I'd love to get back into coaching as soon as I can when I when I have the time to. And and, you know, at some at one point in my life, I thought about the college coaching route and, and trying to get into that realm. And and, um, and and I wanted to ask you with with your experience also being in high school sports for so long. If you were to give some advice to a young person wanting to, wanting to become a coach, you know, in the future um, and, and aspiring to be a coach and, and to actually not just be a coach and just the word coach, but actually a coach in terms of impacting and making a difference and and um, really helping out your community and, and, the, and the kids. What's a piece of advice you'd give a young person um, about being a coach, aspiring to be a coach? Man, uh, it's a great question. 
I think there's a lot of pieces to it. And I know, I think you guys probably know what my first answer is going to be, but it's Teddy Roosevelt, right? It's not that they, they don't care how much you know until they know how much you care. You guys have heard that one, your sports guys. That that one hits at almost every clinic you go to. Um, but it is. It's you, you, you have to be interested in the relationships. You have to be interested in mentoring young men. Or if it's all just about the wins and losses and the X's and O's, I promise you, you're going to get burned out. So you you really have to enjoy um, the process of developing young men. Okay. And, and you do that through building relationships. I think, I think that's first and foremost. Um, I think you need to marry well. <laughs> no, I think, I, I think, I was joking. Um, I think you need to have balance. Okay? I'll, I'll say it like that. You need to have balance. You know, you you need to make sure that um, that um, that you can, like I said earlier, like be able to be passionate about your sport and be a grinder because that's what it's going to take to be successful. It is. You're not going to mm-hmm. be. You're not going to half do it. Sorry. I almost cuss there, but like, you're not going to do it halfway and be successful. I promise you. So you better be able to find a balance if you want to have a family and be a great parent and, and, and husband and those things. Um, so balance, I think is a real important piece. And, and let's be honest, I mean, finding the right spouse is a big part of that. Um, and then, you know, just, I think I'll, I'll, I will, um, I guess this is more for head coaches and guys going to be assistant coaches. And I told coach Cheever this, I told Cheever this, I was like, regardless of as an assistant coach, you think, you know, what I do, I do as a head coach, you can go ahead and multiply that by about 10. All right. Because it is a lot of time and effort. It's a lot of emails. It's a lot of phone calls. It's a lot of, you know, the administrative stuff behind the scenes, you know, budgeting, fundraising, those things. And, um, I would encourage everybody to, you know, try to be a head coach at some point. I would hope that, yeah, I don't think it's necessarily important for an assistant coach to not have those dreams, but I do think if you have the aspirations of wanting to be a head coach someday, I think that makes you a better assistant coach. Maybe, maybe, mm-hmm. um, you know, I, I think those are all things that, that come to my mind right away or just, you know, those are, those are the things that usually when I have a young coach and they're thinking about taking a, another job or taking a head coaching job, those are things that I like to make sure that they leave our program and um, mentor them on. Coach, I love. Go ahead, coach. I was going to say, I, I love the part of they don't care what you know till they know how much you care. Because if you think about whether I don't even care the sport. If you think about times though, when you have to push the kids beyond what they think they can do. Yeah. And if they don't have that relationship with you, oh, it's yeah. going to be a lot of this John right. in the back. Yep. They're John in the back of the drill. They're saying X, Y, and Z of the situation. When they know how much you care, they push to a whole new limit. Yeah. And they let you push them beyond their boundary. Yeah. As long as they trust that they believe you're taking them to the right spot. Yeah. No question. Yeah. I, I agree. Yeah. I love, I, I love that part of it. I really do. Mm -hmm. I I think that, 
Um, that's why I've been able to do it so long. And whether that's the reason why we've been successful or not, you know, I like to think so. I do. Um, maybe I've just been real lucky and had a bunch of good players, but I take a lot of pride in, in that part of it. And, um, you know, that I've heard coaches say too, and I love it. It's like, Hey, it, you know, it's as in it, every bit as important as the wins and the championships and those things. There's how many weddings you get invited to, <laughs> you know, I've heard that years before. down the road. And I, and I love that because I think that is, uh, you know, I think that is what, what we're doing as coaches, because man, you guys think about all the great players that I've had at Rocky. Um, I've had two guys that have actually got to play in the big leagues and I've had some studs, right? Studs, two guys that have played in the big leagues. One is a part-time big leaguer guy, like less than 50 at bats. The other one in Marco Gonzalez, somebody that's been there and, you know, and had five years, five years so far and been done an awesome job, but, um, we're preparing these guys for adulthood. We're preparing them for life. Um, they're not going to all be big leaguers. And I think we always need to, to keep that in mind. Mm -hmm. You guys can still hear me, right? We got you, Coach. Okay, cool. Um, I wanted to coach out of the six, you know, you're Michael Jordan. You got six championships, you know. Out of the six that you've won, um, what's what, what's the most memorable one? I got to put you on the spot. What, out of the six you got, what's the most memorable one that sticks out the most? Yeah. Man, I get asked this a lot, Coach P. I hate this question, man. I hate this question. <laughs> Sometimes, sometimes I say, you know, which one I like the most is the next one. That's the that's the one I like the most. Yeah. Uh, you know what? That first one, the the first one, just because I was a you know I was such a young coach. Um, my brother was still alive at that time. Um, he was sitting there right next to me. I remember him just just bawling. You know, he's just bawling. Um, Rocky Mountain had never won a boys state championship before the town of Fort Collins, the city of Fort Collins has never won a baseball state championship before. And the energy behind that run. And we were just an okay team really until playoffs. And then we caught fire. It was crazy. And uh, just that run was, was really exciting. So, I mean, I, I almost remember that state tournament, that state run, which would be, you know, six baseball games. And I can almost tell you inning for inning, like what happened. That's how that's wow. how instilled in my my brain that state tournament is. And they are they all are like that to an extent, but not like that first one. You know, shoot. I can tell you how many outs there were when I made pitching changes in the fourth inning and things, just crazy <laughs> stuff like that, you know. So wow. Yeah. So I, wow. I gotta go. I'll go with that one. But you P you got me on that one. I don't love that question. They were all awesome. They were all awesome. <laughs> Well, I was hoping you'd say the first one because that's that's uh, that's always the most memorable one. It's the best because you never get that feeling again as that first championship. And yeah. I was I was that those are those are three years those three years I was a, I was a high school student at Poudre High School during those times. So I was watching okay. intently, and I mean, it was uh, um, it was quite special to watch. You know that yeah. that, that program you guys did for the three years running that was pretty cool. So yeah, um, and then now to have you. Um, on the podcast and, and, and join us, you know, it's, it's, it's a real honor, you know, when you talk about, um, from, from my point of view as, as a baseball coach, you're definitely someone I, I, I look up to and, uh, and, and definitely admire. So, um, yeah. you know, really appreciate you joining us on the show. I know I can speak for Coach Chaddock and myself. Uh, you know, you show, share some really great stories. Really appreciate you getting deep and, 
and uh, you know, taking time to, to to join us on the show is really special. And like I said, we haven't been on the show for a few months, a uh, few months here, and um, this is our first show in a while. And um, you know, no better, no better guest than yourself to, to join us and really, really give some good advice and good messages to our listeners. So we really appreciate it, Coach. I, I appreciate you guys, and I really appreciate those kind words, Coach P. I really do. Um, you know, I'm just a just another guy, just another dude, man, just an old baller. Just love it like you guys. I've been blessed. Hey, I, I'll, I'll leave you with I, I know so many great coaches out there that never won a state championship, just never had the horses, but are just phenomenal leaders, um, do all the right things, um, know, know every bit as much as I do about the game of baseball. So, man, I, I appreciate it. I definitely I feel blessed. But I'm like you guys, man. I'm a grinder. I'm just a, just a ball coach that has had some pretty good players. So, um, you know, I, I don't think of, uh, of myself as, a, as a, anything more special than the next guy. And um, I think that, that kind of keeps you rolling, too. Absolutely. Coach, it's, it's been great to talk to you. I, I've never talked to you before now, just ad, admired from afar. Uh, it's, been, it's been great having you on and learning. Uh, with you and from you. So I really appreciate you taking the time out of your evening uh, away from the family, mind you, to to join us and shed some light on things for our listeners and for us as young coaches to educate us along the way. So very grateful for your time tonight. Thank you guys. Thank you guys. Appreciate it. Thanks, Coach. Take care.